See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. I do little bits of maiming throughout my act. Uh, it's lazy maiming, the way we all maim. Uh, I do phones. Uh, I, you know, I don't hang them up. Uh, <laughs> open doors, leave them open. Uh, other mime artists come on stage after me and they go, first day of this place. Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Oh, Sydney. What a disappointing evening last night at Origin. Oh. But they've got some good news. Lawrence Mooney's here. G'day, so, Mez. How are I'm you, just, mate? just wondering how the umpire didn't see Thurstow's forward pass. Did it go 75 metres? Yeah, look, there's some refing decisions there from last night that were a little bit, uh, well, in need of scrutiny. But I'll tell you a couple of things. I bumped into Joey Johns this morning. Mm. Oh, oh he, has, he? he had some things to say. And I will be telling you those things that he had to say to me in private confidential conversation, right. I will be telling you on air. Because a lot of them... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't care. <laughs> even, the, even, the, even the sweary bits? 100 bit. 100% every bit of yep. it. Our show's inspired by the Blues today, Mez. Yes, that's right. Uh, at around about uh, 5.40, 20 minutes to go in the show, I'm going to give up. So if you want to see what it's like, I'm going to be inspired by the Blues Origin team. 20 minutes to go, I'm going to give up. So you'll be able to see what that Ooh, looks like. Harsh. <laughs> but the good news is, Hurt Locker's up next, guys. Hurt Locker! Last night was shit, so we're going to move on. Ah, <laughs> oh, disappointing. I don't want to... We'll get into Origin very shortly and bitch and moan and whinge about it because it was crap. But... Now is a great opportunity for us to have a look at Hurt Locker today, Loz. Mm. Now, enjoying uh, enjoying somebody else's downfall, somebody else's pain, a little schadenfreude. Sit back, yeah. mix yourself a martini and enjoy the now, Hurt. The thing about the Hurt Locker is it's been going for quite some time now. Liam, how long? Over a year, I reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, you came up with the mm. idea about this time last year. We've never had a dud. We've never had a dud. No, how, no matter how random it has been. We've never had a dud. We've never had a, a New South Wales game two type performance. Oh, oh, stop it. Choking. Um, one day we're going to get to the point where I'm just going to say television remote and there will be calls. But that's not it for today. It's not it. We don't know what it is. All right. Here we um, go. Okay. So if you don't know what this is, I'll just very quick explanation. Loz, you know how it goes. Mm, I uh, do. A random selection of a topic or a thing or a, an item. And then that thing, we take calls on how that thing has hurt you. And today's thing, today's topic. Hold on, here we go, boys. Ready? Oh, I need the intro. That's gotta hurt. Ouch, baby. Jumping up and down, trying to practice my somersault and landed on the springs. Oh. And I got my cat's crackers caught in between the springs. <laughs> Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Sometimes it's always good to not be the people who are telling you those stories. Now we have to spin the wheel. To decide what our topic is for today, so here we I'm go. I'm ready. I want. I want. Okay. I know. There's one there. I want. But go. Yeah. Oh, it's a big wheel. Broom. I don't want broom. That Nuclear sounds bad. Nuclear holocaust. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it has come up. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. On a boat. Oh. <laughs> I'm on a boat. On a in boat. the deep blue sea. <laughs> yes, I have. I've hurt myself uh, off a boat. I was okay. water skiing at yes, uh, Lake Hume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100% this counts. Um, Any injuries related to a boat, One triple three five three. give us a call. And uh, I was on two skis at the time, and the legs parted. Uh, I went into the water, asked first, and uh, was given a severe Lake Hume enema. 
I've heard of uh, this. Oh, do you know what, Glenn Robbins? If you, if you haven't got a, if you haven't got a wetsuit on and you've just got boardies, there is a rush of water. I think I've still got some Lake Hume deep inside me somewhere, mate. I've, you know what, Loz? <laughs> Shut on, up, William. On this very on this very show, I've heard the same story from Glenn Robbins. He's got a mm. great story about how he's water skiing, and I didn't know that this could happen so regularly. But he board shorts came off. And the water has just gone straight up there. Shrimp. Straight up there. That's the sound of most. It goes, shrimp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to bilge pump it out? Is that what you do? do you have to. No, you, the, the thing is, you don't realize how severe it is until you get back on the boat or back on the shore, and all of a sudden you just go, oh, oh. That, that was involuntary. I've taken on water. I've t- no, it's just all. Come out. <laughs> that happened to her. That exact as thing, if, Lawrence, as happened. If the hume wasn't brown enough. <laughs> that exact thing happened to a friend of mine. And before she went skiing, there was a boy oh. on the boat that she was particularly enamored with. Yeah. And then she, it happened to her. And yeah. She got back on the boat, and that involuntary response happened. Yep. Mm. And she was then the girl that smelled a bit on the boat. Let me guess. They didn't do this, did they? Did they do that ever? Good mime. Yeah. That like is that? a good mime of posting a letter. <laughs> 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 Or putting a newspaper in the letterbox. Yes, the newspaper yeah. into the letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Did he put good mime? Did, did uh... he mail her? <laughs> Charades does not work on radio. It does, but I think it everyone knows what does. he's talking. Does. Clearly does. I'd say it definitely does. Okay, that, was, that was like a Saturday newspaper too. That had oh, the card. Okay. <laughs> there was a magazine in there and some yeah, unnecessary well, advertising material. Wasn't the locker. wasn't the Wentworth Courier? <laughs> it sure wasn't. It was not slim. <laughs> Okay. One, um, one, one triple three five three. Hurt Locker today. Boat. Give us a call. Hundreds of calls coming through for this. Give us something for the pain. Ouch. Life is pain. Very ouch. My sister wanted the scissors, so she came up and grabbed them. And I snatched them back, and then she stabbed me in the eye with them. <laughs> Everybody hurts. Welcome. Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Today, the topic of conversation is boats. Lawrence Mooney, you were on a boat. boat. You were on a boat. What uh, happened? I was at the back of the boat, water skiing on, and uh, the Hume gave me an anima. And I don't mean, (laughs) I don't mean the Explorer. I mean the Weir. (laughs) (laughs) Although there was some exploration. Mm, you buy the water. Uh, and uh, it came out, and it, it feels like there's still some in there. <laughs> oh, just a and bit of silt. On. Just some wrongness. Okay. Bit of damn wall. <laughs> Yuck. All right, taking your calls on when a boat has hurt you. Dave and Picton. G'day, guys. How are you going? Really good, mate, for Hurt Locker. How's a boat hurt you? <laughs> uh, I was in the Georges River in a little... Uh... 11 foot tinny yep. and a friend, friend of mine was driving and uh, we almost rolled the boat. I fell out. As I fell out, the boat drove over me. I got a propeller in the face. Oh, Scott. <laughs> propeller head. It got me, so... straight, got me straight between the eyes mm. and I ended up, I ended up with uh, 25 one-inch stitches in the face. Oh, <laughs> Did it take your nose off? <laughs> Missed everything. Wow. Uh, that was... I was so lucky. We went to the hospital, got checked up, and uh, yeah, everything was fine. Oh, Dave, propeller face. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So, were you conscious, Dave? Yep. Yep. I just I thought I hit the head on the side of the boat as I fell out. And Ooh. then it wasn't until I swam over and got back into the boat and realised it was filling up with was, 
Blood everywhere. It was just, just red everywhere. Dave, just the one strike then, what, what they call boat strike, just one boat strike there, propeller strike? It got, got me twice. Oh, it's so, so dirty. So they cut, cuts, cuts like a T. Yeah. So I've got the T, I've got a T, in the, T in the forehead, and then I've got the one straight between the eyes. <laughs> oh, Dave, wow. do you have a photo? Oh, I think my parents did. I was about 15 <sighs> at the time. Have you still got a wicked scar, Dave? Oh, it's... It's there. Yeah, tell some tell the girls it was a tiger that attacked you. Don't say it was your mate's <laughs> boat. Thanks for calling, Dave. That's great. Wow, I set the uh, bench well, up pretty high. Yeah, no yes. jokes there. Shannon <laughs> in Botany. Hello. How are you going, mate? Very good indeed. All right. How's a boat hurt you? Oh, it actually didn't hurt me. It hurt a young fellow that was sitting on the bow of the boat as we were going up the George's River. Oh, it was pretty again. calm. Again. And there's a boat coming the other way, and it's, it's thrown up a bit of a wake, probably a couple of feet. And the young bloke on the front gets thrown in the air, and then he goes down with the boat, then back up. And then he goes up, and the boat goes down. And there's a hook on the front of the boat you tie your rope on. Yep. yep. Well, it, get, it gets hooked on his nutsack. Mm. He's going up, the boat goes down seven stitches later. In. In the Jack's he turns crackers. around and shows me and this other bloke on the back of the boat. We oh, went dear. white when we seen it. I don't understand. You could actually, actually see him inside bouncing around. No. Mate, I don't understand, Shannon. <laughs> having done this show for a few years, right, and, and heard so many stories about blokes' sacks getting torn to pieces. Torn how, to pieces. How do we have a population in this country? We need immigration <laughs> because we have not got enough nuts to reproduce anymore. Well, um... I hope his missus hasn't been trying for kids or anything, because I don't think mm-hmm. he could produce after that sort of accident. <laughs> no, he's got like, boat balls. Like the great comedian Chris Winehouse said, uh, God must be a woman, uh, because if uh, God was a man, there'd be a skull around it, not a tiny, thin <laughs> bit of skin. And it's the second time in a week someone has seen the inside of a nutsack. Yeah. Yeah. We could change this show to degloving. Give us a call, <laughs> yeah. and and you would get calls. All right, here we go. Glenn, now it's time I... for inside the nutsack. <laughs> it was Monday. Lawrence asked somebody what it looked like. It was Monday. That was three yeah. days ago. It kind of like purpley, purpley yeah. beige. I think he said. That's right. mm. I remember. Oh, I remember. It's like a lychee. You know, like a lychee nut. Oh. You kind of make it's all hairy oh. and red on the yeah. outside, but you open up, it's white. You go, oh, that's weird. Okay, smells like perfume. <laughs> Glenn on the Central Coast. Afternoon, fellas. Hello, mate. Have you been hurt by a boat? Uh, it wasn't actually me. Um, it was a bit before my time, but it was my uncle. Uh, water skiing, got put in a whip and took a stack in some mangroves and shattered oh. his knee. Shattered his knee? Kneecaps, both of them. Ooh. Oh. So he's just lying there hopelessly in the mangroves. Is he um, still there? They get him out? <laughs> Yeah, no, well, I hope so. Um, God. But no, he a uh, fair bit of alcohol involved, obviously, between yeah. uh, skier and driver. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's all good now. But Glenn, I've got to ask, though, uh, were you injured in this event at all? And when I say were you injured, did you lose your nuts or turn into a jockey? Because <laughs> I, I actually used to be a jockey. There we ah! go. There we go. I know, I'm a crowd. Thank you, Glenn. That was awesome. <laughs> Appreciate you being on the show, champ. And finally, we've got Daniel in Penrith. <laughs> Hey, Merrick, how you going, mate? Yeah, very good indeed, mate. All right, boat injuries? Uh, boat injury, mate. It wasn't necessarily a boat. It was a wooden raft, mate. I was a young oh, kid. I was probably about 10, mm. about 10 or 11. About 10 or 11. Mate, it was a wooden raft. It was built so uh, John uh, was the owner of the Nepean Bell on the Nepean River. Yeah. 
And uh, mate, we used to, me and my little girlfriend at the time, I used to jump on the uh, on the wooden raft to play a little bit of a game. Didn't notice though, but I ended up tripping over on the raft, mate. And uh, yeah, to my pleasure, mate, there was something like a four inch nail, rusty nail hanging out of it. <gasps> oh! <laughs> you say nutsack, you win. <laughs> no, 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 not me nutsack, mate. Not me nutsack. But it ripped out my completely ripped out my left ankle. Oh! Oh! Hold on, what do you oh. mean completely ripped it out? It gloved so, his ankle. Not the bone, not the bone, but what it did, it grafted an edge right into my ankle bone and ripped all the meat and flesh out of the top of the <laughs> oh. ankle. Oh. Like that is some good descriptive writing. It grafted an edge. <laughs> it did. It ten out of ten. More like a divot. More like probably a divot into the ankle, mate. It was, it was pretty horrific. And uh, my little girlfriend at the time, mate, being such a hero, actually picked me up. Oh. And carried me all the way through the other side of the park to the car park. What is she, and, a Sherpa? Uh, oh, mate, <laughs> she probably was, mate. Eh? But I tell you, she was a strong little thing, mate. And mate, and this this is back. This is back in the late eighties. Yeah. And, uh And you don't think a stranger danger and things like that at that time when things like that happened. But yeah, no, no. This, this bike drove me drove me up back to, to home. Hang on. The stranger danger is the stranger you, Daniel? Because you kept saying this, this little girlfriend. I'm so or, or, worried. Or the Sherpa dressed up as a girl. <laughs> Another long pass out to Smith. Smith runs out the line and gives it to Slater. Slater to Morgan. Flick pass. Everyone has their hands in their heads here at ANZ, including this box. Here he comes. The moment is his. He moves it to the right. Comes back. He got it. Yes. He got it. Yes. Oh. Yes. Thurston, you are God. You are God. All credit to Queensland. Thurston is a freaking gun. I mean, oh, seriously. I what, he's a The way he converts, it doesn't, it's, you know, not oh. the most stylish kicking action in the world. And nah. the ball doesn't look like it's, you know, taking flight. He just punches it through every time. And pressure. And the way that swang back, it was like, I thought it was over. But, uh... We choked it up, Mez. Yeah, it wasn't. Look, it wasn't a great effort. I was kind of losing my mind. I was texting my producers the whole time we're on this three-way text message, just going, picking out best players. And stuff. I actually thought Gagai. I thought Gagai was close to best on ground. His second half was amazing. He's, Two look, tries. And he got an he early try. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was good. But uh, obviously, the big talk today has been the fact that Joey Johns, an immortal, has blown up. He uh, said that the New South Wales team gave up and that they should have targeted Thurston. We've got audio from Yeah, we've got the audio from his yeah. uh, blow-up on Channel 9 last night. I think it's the dumbest half of football New South Wales have played. Yeah. They had all the running. Ooh. Their game plan was perfect. Jonathan Thurston, his performance tonight so courageous. I-, I guarantee you he'll be heading for an operation the next couple of days. His shoulder is stuffed. Yeah. There's your game plan. You just go at him all night. You go at him and then it puts pressure on the defenders either side. They didn't go to him once in the second half. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. I thought Joey I was going to bash I just could not believe it. You've got a player out there who cannot pick his arm up off the ground and they didn't target him, his side of the field, or go at the defenders either side. If he's buggered, the defenders either side are so nervous, then you manipulate the, the, that side of the, the holes inside and outside him. They didn't well, go there I... once. I don't know what they were doing. Mm, he, was, mm. he was pretty upset. It's almost as though he's biased. Towards, yeah, uh, New South Wales. It's like he's passionate about the game, which is weird. Um, I thought that uh, Alvin Haynes should have uh, really the Haynes well, plane. 
Yeah, I, I don't want to lay it all on one bloke, but there was a, a point right near the f- end of the first half where he could have passed it off and yeah. the guy running down the outside had heaps yeah. of time. Yeah. Then there was that weird kind of back the flick pass. pass. Yeah, it was kind of like a Benji Marshall 2005, circa 2005 kind of flick pass. But but he didn't yeah, have possession like control. That. No, he didn't have control of the ball and he got rid of it yeah. earlier than he needed to. That's great for us to con- you know criticise a guy who's clearly because... one of the greats. But anyway. Um... <laughs> well, he, he, I mean, he's a San Francisco 49er. So... Yeah. Yeah. You should actually, Jared sits around and bags out your comedy as well. No, he so, doesn't. Yeah. He loves me, Hane. <laughs> He does he actually. Does. He actually does. He's a big fan he has, of yours. He has to have a photo with me once at yeah. State of Origin before yeah. he was playing it. I reckon that any uh, New South Wales player today will know that there's a lot of pain out there because yeah. we wanted to go two zip and take the series. Yeah. And so they'll be expecting a bit of backlash. I'm so sure. I bumped, I teased this earlier, I bumped into Joey Johns this morning at Channel 9. Mm. And uh, he, had he calmed down? He had not calmed down. In fact, if anything, he was a bit more irate because I said to him, I said, mate, where did it all go wrong? Mate, don't start. And he's just gone right. He goes, I can't, I can't tell you. I don't know. And there was profanity and stuff like that. Mm. And he said, I was I yelling at profanity. He said, he goes, I was yelling at Laurie. I was yelling at the blues. I was yelling at the bench. And he was going on about basically what we heard then, he, you know, the same sort of stuff. But then I said, oh, not great, Joey. And, and he said this, he goes, I'm not kidding. I have not slept. He was so rattled by it. He didn't sleep last night. He pulled and an he, all-nighter and just nah, on anger. No, nah, and that's it. That's the thing. He was completely sober. He didn't reek of booze. He was completely sober. He could drive a, a, a crane. He was so sober and straight. He was just absolutely sleepless on anger. Wow. Made me want to hang around with him even more. <laughs> so, Origin 3, it's going to be a massive one. You'd reckon? God. Pressure. Whoever wins that is truly the greatest side this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my good friend Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. The conversations we have off air, I tell you, they're exactly the same as the ones on air, but slightly different. Lawrence Mooney, you're a bit crook, mate. Well, yesterday, uh, my daughter took the day off kinder because she was feeling a bit dodgy. And I thought, well, I'll cancel some stuff because I felt like I had a sniffle too. And then it hit last night in front of Origins, like the head blocked, the oh. chest heavy, felt crap, man cold, full yep. on. Yep. Uh, women probably wouldn't understand because the symptoms mm. uh, are, are more a lot like worse. Death. Yeah, they're like death. But I think there's alive. actually been studies into this. I was just reading before mm. a study by um, a man, institution, a man. Yeah, uh, a <laughs> man. It was a study, a, a study by think... a man with no. <laughs> yeah. Scientific experience said again, yes, it's worse. Again, I think we could have mm. ascertained that. No, they they uh, had infected a lot of mice, and the male mice suffered worse symptoms physiologically mm. and took longer to heal. They said, take that study with a grain of salt, but I take it as the truth. Anyway, so the thing is... The male mice in the study on, also got paid more. The mm. male <laughs> mice, they did too. Yeah, uh, but the they still can't get a glass ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah boom. Bang. Um, so immediately you reach for the second drawdown of uh, remedies, homemade remedies that your mates have told you, that your father's passed on to you, <laughs> yep. that your mum has suggested, uh, lemon, honey and ginger, Ooh. or half a bottle of American rye whiskey. Yes. Because what about that old male one? I want to sweat it out. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. sweat the fever out. Mate, 100%. I'll, I'll, I'm with you on that, Loz. I've got mm. a big theory that you have a hot toddy, which is a bit of... Uh, you get a, some warm up, a good measure of whiskey, 
uh, on the stove, get it nice and warm, and then you pour that in with some honey and some lemon. Not so much honey or lemon. In fact, you don't actually need those. And not and too warm because you don't want to bake off the alcohol. No. Sometimes you want to put it in ice, just to put it on ice. Mm. And that is one of the best homemade remory, me, uh, remedies. <laughs> memories? We've got no memories there. <laughs> Now so this morning I woke up very ill, and it was almost like I had a cold and a hangover, mm. uh, and I wasn't sure which was which, which mm. is good because then you think, well, I'm going to recover from one of these quite rapidly. Mm. But everyone's got a remedy, haven't they? Well, here's the Liam, thing. have you got a remedy? Well, no, I've had, Adelaide? What I've, are they doing in Adelaide when you've got a cold? I take you out the back and no. put the blue screen up. They turn um, you to a bank vault. Merrick's introduced me to a remedy, which is not so much a remedy when you've got a cold, but just a preemptive strike from Mr. Watts when he's concerned you might have a cold. And that's just to get the can of Bazistos and spray you in the face. Oh, yes. Mm. I do, actually. That's yeah. good. I knew so it was the... bullying. I knew the remedy was bullying. I just couldn't remember exactly yeah. how I enact it. But, yeah, I always have, as anybody who knows the show, and you know, Loz, I always have a can mm. of Aussie-made Bazistos eucalyptus spray. Bang, kill gear. it. gear. And then sometimes, and it does say this very clearly stated <laughs> on the label, do not intentionally inhale or spray near your face. But I tell you what, when I've done it, I've never died of cancer. So I think the old stat is uh, if you do nothing to treat your cold, you've got it for about two weeks. And if you treat it with a whole lot of different things, you've got it for about 14 days. So mm. um, There you go. Well, you I will go. say this though, Loz. I, I do have a theory and I genuinely believe this, that when you're at the tail end like of a cold and you're starting, it's starting to shake and you go, well, I've probably got three days left in this cold. What you go do on then, a bender. Go on a bender. Just like destroy a bottle of whiskey. Just get a ticket to Cooter Beach and just go. How am I go. meant to say please drink responsibly when you blokes are saying this? When we say bender, we could be meaning exercise, um, fast food, yeah. barbecuing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Liam, don't just Liam, jump to the conclusions whoa. that we're talking about. Alcohol, just your issues or all yourself. <laughs> just kick him back with a glass of And drink responsibly. Drink wisely, drink no? Wise. Remember, drink, drink wisely. wisely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's some options there for you. Now, Mez, uh, given that when Lawrence was last on the show on Monday, we were talking about Chappelle Corby, and mm. Lawrence, you, of course, can sing an ACDC song in Indonesian, can't you? Yes. Do uh, a bit of jailbreak. He's got to just get out his phone. Just can't remember how to sing. No, I think, I think oh. it's Indirahat Pajaran. Okay. Oh, yeah. geez, I think he's right, actually. Yeah. Seriously. So, well, we thought because of that from was, Monday. Because he was using Google Translator. Yes. To, and you had it. I couldn't see it in your hand but, there. But I, I, I remember it now. So we thought we'd play this. Chinese happy fun time translation games. Oh. Do you play this, Loz? No, I haven't. I've heard it's this on fun. your show before. So the way this, listening. way this works, Loz, and Mez, you're speaking about your love of Aussie artists. Today is a, an Australian music theme one. Awesome. I have taken the lyrics to some well-known Australian songs, put them through the Google translation. Um, you know, I've gone to Japanese, then into some Korean, back via some Albanian, and back into English. Wow, Ooh. sounds like a Contiki sex tour. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to read you. Do they actually the... have those? Like have a Kentucky tour and then a Kentucky sex tour. Lawrence, get off Google. Just, just three blokes on a bu- three blokes on a bus. That's <laughs> not even three blokes. It's just one guy in his late forties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read you the lyrics, and you guys have to tell me what Aussie artist and song the lyrics are from. Okay. okay. So they'll be put through Google Translation. All right. Uh, yeah. First one, and get your button. Your name is your buzzer. So here we go. First lyric. Why do we sleep with a burning sensation? Merrick. Yes, Merrick. Uh, beds are burning. Me not all. Pretty rap. They got that one right. Correct. Good song. Correct. Though. All right. Okay. One nil. 
Number two. Here we go. Like walking on my darling pony's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. Uh, Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. Oh, well done. Like walking on my darling pony's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's great. Well done, Lawrence. Mm. Didn't pick that one all right. Okay, go again. All right, so it's one all. Number three. Here we go. Mm. What lyric is this put through Google Translation Mm. from a famous Australian song? Mm. How can we stare in the mirror under a long rifle? Lawrence. Yes, Lawrence. You're the voice. Whispering Jack. Holy shit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Is it, hang on a second. Is there? Okay, I'm clearly. I'm. I've got cornered the market on bald artists, and you've got mullets. Is there anything in between, <laughs> Liam? Well, okay. So it's two one here, in favour of Lawrence. Number four. Mm. You need this one, Mez. I do. Okay. From the bottom of the earth, beer flows. Noisy husbands do not listen to thunder. Lawrence. Oh, I'm th- from a land down under. Oh, Lawrence, this is really? a good game. I'm loving this game. Oh, he's taking the you're, win. You're loving it because you're winning it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this game. No, no. I, liked it. I liked it a lot more when it was not when I was okay. not losing. All right. I'll give you, Mez, you can have first crack at the last one here. Oh. Loz has oh, won. Hang on a second. I don't want the encouragement award, penalty. mate. You're Jesus. like the kid who runs fourth but still ribbon. gets a ribbon. Yes, yeah, so I get a ribbon. All right. The last one. Which famous Australian song is this lyric that's been put through Google Translation from? I have a large, glossy... Black ride, perhaps tonight we ride. Oh, uh, Merrick. Yes. Uh, it is Shannon Knowles. I black got guy. a car. Yeah. I got a big black Shannon car. car. I can't Maybe get into a nightclub. So I'm tired of punch on with the bouncers. That's a pretty yeah. good Shannon Knowles, actually. Is that one of the. Is, that, is it a metaphor? Right? Big black shiny car? Like, um, what do you mean? Just cool. having an, an existentialist crisis, you know. There's mm. a big hole in my life, something big and black. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I reckon. I reckon. And shiny. Nolsey reads a lot of Albert Camus, and he just mm. goes. He's right into what? an existentialist void, and just goes. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Car. Car. Big black shiny car. Car means just pulsating it's... through the night, <laughs> just looking for a place to park. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work, Loz. Always taking an interest in what's going on in your city, your city of Sydney, and a very interesting uh, initiative by Mark Boris, of course, is the head of Yellow Brick Road Mortgage Lender, and he was recently a key speaker at the Canterbury-Bankstown Council Business Leadership Forum. Too wordy, just too wordy. What would just you call, call it, mess? I'd call it Banksy's Council Meeting, what I'd call it. But anyway... Uh, and Mark spoke about growing up in the area, going to school in Punchy, Lakemba, and Bankstown, uh, and also suggested that most people view Canterbury-Bankstown and see it for uh, two things, the home of the Bulldogs and violence in the community. And of course, that is not the true face of, of all of that area, some possibly, but to get it from the man's mouth himself, we invite him on the show. Mark Boris, great to have you on the show, Mark. G'day, Merrick. How are you going, mate? I've always wanted to be on the show. I listen to every afternoon, actually. Really? On my car, on the way home, 100%. Are you serious? Yeah, totally. Mate, some good options out there. You need to flick around and fo- No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Stay with us, mate. Great to have you on the show. <laughs> you know what the promo's saying tomorrow, don't you, miss? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
No, we'll cut By giving you a bit of content anyway. Absolutely. Mate, listen, tell me about your thoughts on uh, Canterbury-Bankstown. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, as you said earlier in the, in the intro, I've been I got brought up in the area, school in the area, and there's nothing wrong with Canterbury Banks. A lot of good people. There's a good value area. The the the, the prices relative to the rest of Sydney are pretty good. Um, you know, if you're trying to set up a business, the rents are good. It's close to the city. You don't have to pay two dollars for every two minutes to park your car around there. Sure. There's plenty of facilities, and the issue that I you know I put to the I mean, there's a good family community, good family feel in the area. It's, it is meant for families. I mean, it's not it's not and it's not elitist. It's mm-hmm. and for me in my Yellow Big Road business, like uh, you know, we got nine offices around that area. It's the to be frank with you, for lenders and people involved in the financial services, it's a happy hunting ground because these are the people who borrow money and who pay you back. They're the hardworking people of this country and lots of trades people, etc. All yep. good, reliable, high quality people. So I was happy to help out the Canterbury Banks Town Council on this matter. Mate, I think it's great, Mark. I, look, I know it, it, it's always good to have jokes at any suburb in Sydney's expense, and I'm right into it, whether it be Vaucluse or Bankstown or Mount Druid or anywhere, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I think that, you know, Banksy does cop a bit of a, a kicking and I've taken my family there on countless times to go and usually to go and eat some food, either some Vietnamese food or maybe some Lebanese food or something like that. And we go there on little excursions to Banksy all the time and I've never felt unsafe. I know that it, it's got a reputation for, you know, crime and criminality, but generally like that's, that's so isolated, but it seems as though the press like to make out that, that, you know, that tip of the iceberg represents the rest of the community. Well, no, it sort of aggravates me, to to be honest with you. But I, I mean, at the same time, the, the, the media's got to write about if there's a drive-by shooting or something because like it's sort of a bit salacious and yep. you know, sort of interesting reading every now and then. You got, but we never remember what street it was in or what it was about. We haven't got a clue, and it seems like it happens at all time, but it doesn't. No. Um, and generally speaking, most people around there are good, law-abiding citizens. They're good contributors to the community, and it's a big community feel there. And people, like, it's the biggest. It's the biggest council catchment in Australia. Really? There's more people live in the Canterbury Bankstown Council District, which is Merge Council, than any other area in Australia. Wow. And now, as you uh, say, it's got a reputation for drive-bys, but of course, like, I don't know where you live, Mark. I'm just presuming there's some suburbs where uh, the drive-bys... Days, yeah. Yeah. So the drive-bys you're used to is when you have to get your dry cleaning and you just drive in. And you get, <laughs> you get dry is that true? Is that, Along those lines, yeah. So, yeah. So always, <laughs> you're always, not going to get me, but yeah. Always being a smart-ass <laughs> about somebody's suburbs. Such an elitist prick, I really am. Mate, so well, if you could... But, do, no, but that, that's interesting, Mary, you should say, because there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's also a, uh, a reputation of you on people living in these suburbs too. Oh, they're yeah. all snobs, they're up themselves, you know, they don't do anything to lift a finger. But you know, most people I know in these suburbs are hardworking buggers, you know, everyone works hard, you know, and, and people talk about class, working class versus this class, that class. Most people I know who work for a living, as far as I'm concerned, they're called working class. You work for a living, you're working class, all of us. Yep. We're all working class. This is Australia. Yep. And we made up a multitude of uh, nationalities and uh, cultures, etc. That's why this place is so bloody good. Oh, mate, I couldn't agree more. If you could do one thing, Mark. To, to change Canterbury and Bankstown and, and the reputation or just the area? I mean, it, what is it? Is it an infrastructure thing? Is it uh, an event? What would you do? Well, I, th- I, think, I think really importantly is this event process, like, uh, you know, to celebrate the various communities. For example, is Ramadan at the moment. And mm. uh, why wouldn't uh, after Ramadan or before Ramadan at some point, they put on a, a huge fair of what – come and taste what the food look, tastes like. You know, mm. We're all, mm. all people, oh, Lebanese food or, you know, Middle Eastern food. What's it like? Oh, we do we like? We don't like it. Well, okay, put it on display and show us. Take a street in Lakemba 
and actually close the street down for a week and uh, and and put it on such that we can all come out and taste the food and just you know like just like a, a whole st- big street fair and, and fun yeah. and, you know partying and all that sort of stuff or alternatively in a business sense and Darwin does this very very well in the Northern Territory they have what they call Small Business Month where in Darwin they bring in speakers of all types of you know at, at every level and they for one month they promote small, doing small business in Darwin um, I know they do this in Newcastle they do the same thing in Wollongong yep, yep. I've done it for, for the Newcastle Council. They have Small Business Week. So why wouldn't Canterbury Banks put on a Small Business Week where any small business, come and see what we at the Canterbury Bankstown Council will do for you if you open up your small business here in Canterbury. And it's amazing how I find, Mark, anyway, in Australia, how quickly people's minds will open when their stomachs are hungry and their taste buds are open to it. I think food is a great conduit for people to try new cultures, see new things. And I I remember a few years ago, Mark, I took my family to Lakemba Mosque for an open day because I was curious to see. And I think, you know, it's very uh, easy to stand back and look at other people's cultures, other people's religions from a distance and make judgment or assumptions, not even judgments, just assumptions. But once you actually, once I, I took my family there, where there was there was such a, a level of generosity which I, w- I wasn't surprised by, but it was very very encouraging. But it was the thing about the food and the culture of food and sharing, sharing food meant you know sharing culture and sharing ideas and, and sharing thoughts. Mate, so, I grew up in a Greek family. I went to school and everyone was eating Devon and tomato uh, sandwiches. <laughs> and like I went in with last night's leftover was you know, it was uh, uh, you know usually eggplant and lots uh, of garlic and stuff. Oh, like. here comes Mark and, with his domati sandwich. Correct, <laughs> exactly. Well, not quite domati, but but you know, but the point being is um, when people come around my house and they started to taste our food and they started to get used to it, and now Greek food is you know totally accepted. Yep. And it's going to happen with the Lebanese and the Asian stuff as well. You yep. know, the, to the extent we can, we, you know, people get scared of Asian people and the Asian culture. Maybe it's all going to blend together and we're all going to be happy, but we need to get her and taste it. We need to experience these people and see what kind, generous people they are. I've got lots of Lebanese mates. I've got lots of Middle Eastern friends. I've got Muslim and mm. Christian Muslim uh, Lebanese friends. It's still people. Yep. And uh, yep. you know, there's, there's baddies at every community. Yeah, and the, the, story. the important thing is to Mark is to break down the stigma and you know those uh, assumptions, I suppose, and also to just the, the stereotypes about Bankstown. Because if we cross right now, we've got uh, Greg on the line in Bankstown right now. Who's just, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, Greg! Oh, sorry. Oh, Greg's been gunned down, Mark. Okay, we'll have to let go, Greg. Sorry, can't get to Greg. Mark, run out of time. Mark Boris, thank you very much for speaking to me today, mate. Hopefully you can come in sometime and have a, a further chat to us about it, uh, about what you're up to and uh, talk about Yellow Brick Road Mortgage Lending. Uh, I know that you guys are doing a great job. I'm basically just giving a very, very wealthy man a plug. I should be helping out a small business. Just what, the f- what am I doing? Why do you listen Thanks, to this Barry. show, Mark? Good on you, mate. That's why I listen to the show. See you, mate. Take care. This is a great pleasure. I really enjoy this. I'm not going to lie. There's a bloke who I'm going to speak to in a moment whose day is going to be changed, and he has absolutely no idea. So he could potentially be a host on this show. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Doug. He's from Rouse Hill, and he's on the line now. Hi, Dougie. Good, mate. How are you? Very good indeed. Now, you're the owner of Swagman's Jerky and Sauces, yeah? I am. You're a sole trader. You started out making the jerky uh, for your mates. Yep. And you thought the jerky was no good, so you began making your own product? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, I, I didn't think that what was, um, you know, out in the marketplace was very good. So yeah. I, I thought, you know, we could do better. Bit of a small business initiative, and we'd like to encourage that, mate. You may have heard, uh, well, you would know, because you registered. Every week, I'm going to choose a small business. I'm going to write a commercial, 
and I'm going to give you a thousand bucks, and that's what I'm going to give you right now, Dougie. Wow, mate, that's sensational. Yeah, it's better than that. So you've got a thousand dollars, and you are about to hear one hear one of the best slash worst ads of all time for your business, Swagman's Jerky and Sauces. Yeah. Yep. But you're also in the running to win $10,000 in advertising and a Citroen Berlingo van to help out your small business. Yeah, that would be unreal. Um, really, American, don't know how, how much that would change things for me at Mate, the moment. I do know. I do know. I know people are doing it tough no matter what. It, when they're in small business, it's always a hard slog, and that could be an absolute game changer. A brand new van, obviously, bang, you're on the road. $10,000 worth of advertising, it would probably be in part on this show. So let's say it's worth about six hundred and fifty. But that's not, I mean, let's, let's stand But Doug, even if you don't win the car, mate, uh, the the van, the Citroen Bullinger van, you've actually probably won the bigger prize already because you've had the one and only Merrick Watts handcraft mm. an ad for mm. Swagman's Jerky and Sauces. Mm. Okay, great. Okay, Doug, are you slightly nervous or how do you feel about yeah. this? I am I am a little nervous, but yeah. Um, yeah. a little bit excited too. Yeah, that's exactly how you should feel. A little bit excited, but slightly nervous. All right, Doug, here we go. Here's your ad for Swagman's Jerky and Sauces. Mmm, smoky, jerky. Sound like a nightclub in Thailand? Well, it's not. It's the best darn beef jerky this country has to offer. Swagman's Beef Jerky and Sauces, a wholly owned and operated Aussie business producing three delicious varieties of beef jerky. Swagman's also produce a range of delicious barbecue sauces ranging from insanely hot, smoky and mild. Who's buying that, you nan? Soon to be released unofficial extra hot sauce range from Swagman's include Ring of Regret. Denim Volcano and M5 Tunnel Fire. But Swagmans don't just make the world's best beef jerky and sauces, they also make a range of pork crackling in a bag. Flavours include chilli pork crackling, balsamic and pork crackling, and pork crackling with sea salt. What? Who thought pork crackling wasn't salty enough? Swagman's Jerky, crackling and arse-burning sauces. Get them now online or in line at the bottle. Doug? Yes? Are you still in business? I mean, are you still... What do you think of the ad? Yeah, yeah, we got it. We just got it, yeah. Okay. It's a fairly low-key response <laughs> from you there, Doug. He doesn't seem too enamoured with the ad, man. A lot of effort went into that ad, mate. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I heard. Okay. All right, this no, is no, it was great. Sorry. Slight, yeah, that's kind of what I was looking for, Doug. It was slightly awkward moment there where it sounded like you weren't overly impressed with my ad writing ability. No, 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 I was. I just uh, didn't hear um, what you said. Um, okay. So I wasn't sure if you asked me how it was. or, or He was, was speechless there, so. that it was that good, Merrick. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Well, Doug, listen, mate, congratulations. You've got your ad there for Swagman's Jerky and Sauces. You've got $1,000 and you're still in the running for $10,000 worth of advertising and a Citroen Berlingo van, mate. So hang in there, champ. Good on you. Thanks so much, Merrick. Appreciate it. Good on you, mate. Have a great day. And people can still enter, Mez. Uh, yep. They can head to triplem.com.au to register their small business for their chance to win. Get Although of, Doug, Doug didn't give you a ring endorsement. Oh, get one of those ads, wouldn't you? Yeah.
Triple M. Oh, I know it's really clever. I haven't actually figured out the spelling of it. I've got to write it down, but I'm sure it's very, very clever. I'm sure there's a funny little thing there. Actually, I shouldn't be making any jokes because I'm actually going to give up now. Uh, Liam, my producer. Why are you giving up this? Well, because for starters, I backed in the Blues last night. I think I gave you the scoreline. I said it was going to be 16-14 Blues, I think, from memory. Or mm. 14-12. From what you said. tipped the Blues. Yeah. And at halftime, you were looking good. Yeah. 10-point lead. Yeah. Matty White, uh, ROP, he, uh, he tipped uh, the Maroons and they, uh, they won. Mm. Anyway, uh, around about, I reckon it was around about 15 minutes towards the end of the Which second half. Which is about how much we've got left in the show. Yeah. They just gave up and stopped trying. So in tribute, that's exactly what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to give up. So, um, but you can't, you, you can't give up. We've got, uh, no, I've we've got, got, nothing a, got about a break and a half to get through. Mm. Mm. That's, that's not my real problem. You can't like when you said you were going to do this in the planning meeting, I, I thought you. you were kidding. No, I was not kidding. I told you I've given up. Well, no, you have to say something though. You can, I can, you can no, put I have to less effort here. in. No, I have to stay in the studio. Yeah. And when you turn the microphones on, yeah. I have to talk into it. Yeah. Cause that's my job is yeah. to talk into the stick, okay. but you're not trying. I've given up. You're agreeing not to yeah. try. Well, last night they're all out on the paddock. Everyone was running around, <laughs> but they'd given up. It's the same thing. I'm on the paddock. Merrick, what but would I'm Andrew John say? I'm not scoring any tries. What would Andrew John say about no, your effort right now? He'd be filthy on me. Yeah. He'd be filthy on yeah. me. Yeah. So do Absolutely. it for Joey. Give us something. I'll give you I'll give you one Jared Hayne flick pass. Okay. All right. All right. So you're going to go for the glory. Okay. You're going to uh, try and win it with something no. you haven't thought about yet. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's not going to be very good or structured. So here we go. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a place. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening, Liam. I told you. I've given up. Okay. I'm thinking of a place in Sydney. One triple three five three. What? Would, yeah, I'm thinking of a place. But what are you soliciting for? I don't know. I told you I've given up. One triple three five three. Play along. I'm thinking of a place in Sydney, but somewhere I've eaten where I'd like to be now, having something to eat. What you want people to try and guess it? Yeah. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you guys in the meeting this was going to happen. This is really. Think this, was gonna happen. this is absolutely reminiscent. Calls already coming through. This is absolutely one, reminiscent three, of the Blues last night. One triple three five is, three. I'm thinking of a place is, in Sydney where I've eaten something delicious, and it's oh, it's very nice. It's actually very very nice. I cannot believe this Good is atmosphere too. It's in Sydney. It's somewhere I, I'd like to eat. One triple three five three. Phones have lit up. So <laughs> it's a song. <laughs> triple M. It's Merrick High. How you going? Good. Oh, sorry. I've given up. Like the Blues last night, I've just stopped trying. I uh, got towards the end of the game, the really kind of critical part, and I've just stopped trying. Now, we've still got about three and a half minutes we're going to get through here, Miss. I know, and it's my job to fill the time, and I will do that. All right? I'm just not going to try very hard. Now, mm-hmm. I said on one triple three five three. is that the number? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right. Uh, not trying again, that I was thinking of a place in Sydney where I like delicious food. Yep. Right? The phones have, what's happened on the phones? Yeah, I Be know. Honest. There's a full board of calls. You said I this am, would fall over. I am, I'm angry at you. I'm angry at our listeners. No, You're don't not, be angry. You are, in, you are encouraging petulant behaviour. Yeah, it's like a child. Now, I have written down, 
on a piece of paper, yeah, the place that I've been thinking about eating yeah. at. Oh, All he said was, good. "I'm thinking of a place I like eating in Sydney." Yeah, give me a call, and yeah. we go on a full water yeah. course. Is yeah. it? Oh, can I have a it's guess? Very specific. I, yes, I you can't believe I, I can't believe I'm you playing along. You have a guess. I know you're in Lilyfield. Is it um, the Three Weeds Pub in Roselle? Ooh, no, I like to have a drink there. Though. Okay, I like to have a few oh, drinks so there. Right. It's a good place to have All a pub meal. But no, it's not. It's actually not. Heaps of calls to get through. Okay, good. Amazingly, I'm filthy at everybody who's called through. Matt in Camden. Hello, mate. Yeah, boys, how are you today? Very good indeed. I'm thinking of a place in Sydney I like to eat. What is it? I reckon you'd be thinking of Cabra Matter, some pork buns and dim sims. Oh, you know me, Matty. That's well done. It's not the one I'm thinking of specifically, but bloody well played. Yes, Matty. That's Close. Yeah, mate, that's good on any other day. That was Matty, don't play. encourage this behaviour by calling up when he does stuff like this, all right? <laughs> Thanks, Matty. Good. Be, be an idiot like me. Kurt and Penrith, hello, champ. Mate, how are you? Very good indeed. I'm thinking of a place in Sydney where I can eat something. What is it? Got to be Penrith Maccas, mate. <laughs> Ooh. I saw a billboard today for, you know, the uh, Chicken Big Mac. Mate, I'm getting one right now. Are you? the window. Bang. I've had one. They're good. They're the real deal. But no, sorry, Kurt. Oh. It is not. We've got uh, Max and Saratoga. Um, Flemington Curry House. Max, close. Good guess. Good guess, but it's not. Very, very good guess, but no. Sorry, mate. Thanks for being uh, a fool and playing along with this stupid game that my producers and no doubt my boss are hating every second of. <laughs> Bronwyn in Maruba. Hi, Bron. Hi. How you doing? What's your guess? Um, Bankstown. Specifically, a lot of restaurants, nice places in Banksy. Well, you said you like Vietnamese or Lebanese food then. Yes, 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 I do. I do, but it's not. You are very, very close, Bronwyn, but not quite. Bronwyn. Okay. Please, please, if Merrick does things like this again, don't call up and support him. He does not need to be encouraged with things like this. This is going nuts. (laughs) This should be a regular segment. I should do this. This is not going to be a regular segment. It should be five and six every day. It is guessing what Merrick's thinking about is not going to become a segment. Yeah, I will change it up. It won't always be places I eat. It'll be like... I'm thinking of All a place right. where there's water slides, We've got something like that. <laughs> Wet and wild. Oh, you got it. Yeah. See? Okay. See, now you want to play yeah, along. Yeah, it's kind of fun. We've got time for okay. one more call. I All cannot right. believe we've gotten through this. Yeah, this is good fun. Manny in Newington. Mate, I reckon it's Hus Park. It's the Indian restaurant that is the vegetarian place you told me about. Oh. All right, Manny. What's that say, Liam? Taj Harris Park. Bang, Manny! <laughs> You're kidding. You know Mate, you need to come to the Sydney West Curry Club. I'll yes. You an invite. Oh, yes. it's Manny from the Curry Club. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Manny. You nailed it, Manny. Well done. See, and everybody knocked it just because I'd given up. Look at that. You've become a winner. We didn't even see that. You've just become, oh, my God, Manny. I can't believe this. We've Queensland. actually run out of time. Manny's Queensland. I don't know what that means. He's won. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. If you missed anything during this day, subscribe to the Merrickville podcast on iTunes or with your favourite Android app. 104.9 Triple M. See Jim Owen at a club near you. Go to jimowen.com. I have problems remembering everything, to be perfectly honest. I used to think it was, unless we forget, not lest we forget. (laughs) Remember those who have fallen, unless we forget. Merrickville, 104.9 Triple M.